Turn that spotlight on, Eric. Where's my sound effect? Shit, boy. Turn that spotlight on. Oh, my goodness. I'm here with Eric Shea, the executive producer slash podcast edit freakazoid of the podcast and the website. Eric, how you doing? Shut up. How you doing there? Editor-in-chief of all things Funkalicious. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't do that stuff. You're just Funkalicious. That's all you I want. I am Funkalicious. It's I true. love these titles. Everybody needs a title. I was once told that if you need a title, I'm then American the title... Sweetheart. No, no. If you need a title, you have a title. If you need a title, then the title is usually asshole. That's what I was told by a wise man once named my dad. Eric, I don't know if you know that guy. Only good piece of advice he ever gave you. That is. uh, Also said to me, there is nothing wrong with a hard day's work. And I thought, coming from a guy who's 600 pounds and can't get out of the chair to get his own cigarettes, there you go. Uh, Now, Jimmy, when you go to the buffet... (laughs) There's no need to order a drink. You just drink the broth yeah, and the you, soup. Yeah, that's Life it. Hack, just, Jimmy. There it is. I Life just invented hack. that word right now. Life <laughs> hack. <laughs> you go to the Chinese it's buffet. It's 1986. You don't order the sodas. That's where they get you. You go and you drink the wonton soup broth. And I said, you know what? I do kind of like that, but it also shows me why hypertension runs wild in this family, <laughs> Pops. Because basically you are drinking salt water. Uh, there's there's what you go. Water, water all around and plenty of drops to drink, he said while he was in the Chinese buffet, Eric. And when they saw him coming, they shut the door and put the close sign up. But uh, before he Does did this die, look like a man who's had all he can eat? <laughs> Does this sound like a man who's had all he can eat? Uh, before, right before he died, though, I have to tell you, he was very good friends with the people at the Chinese restaurant in town because he would go every day. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone in a while because they always throw shade at my kids when I go yeah. there. Also, I'm telling you, I do the life hack of just I'll like have, the rest of society. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'll have a water. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, they start saying, like, I'll give you a water. Next thing I, I know. I'm telling you, I would never order water there because it tastes like garbage. It's garbage. I swear it tastes it's like it's right from the toilet. It's, yeah. It tastes like they. Uh, you go in, I'm like, boy, I have to go to the bathroom, and, and then they're there. I catch them with the glass in the toilet. They just hand it to me. There you go. They, life hack. You wanted refill, right? They, they just had a life hack. They didn't have to yeah. walk to my table. Oh, my dad. Yes. So I, we need we need to go because I'm listening to these other podcasts. Everybody seems to have titles. Everybody has these titles. Man, I need, sweetheart. I need check. a title, shit boy. Uh, I, I I guess I could be Guy Kid. Can I be Guy small Kid? Small Wonder Jim Werner. <laughs> and I'm Small Wonder Jim Werner. Thank you very much. Uh, I stumbled yes. on your name there. I somehow forgot your goddamn no, name for a second. did you? You almost called me Warner. Okay. I don't know what I Shia. You. There's the Eric Shia uh, over there. I hate that so Executive much. president of Getting Down and Funky is what you are. Uh, but, yeah, here we are. It's the spotlight. It's the spotlight for here we are. the week of April 2nd. April, May 2nd. See, all this nonsense talk. It's killing me. Uh, we are here to Even be, the month is nonsense. We are here to be doing the official unofficial spotlight podcast of Weird Science DC Comics podcast that comes out every Sunday night where we do usually go into depth about a lot of books. Uh, so we decided to have the spotlight on Thursday to be a dip your toe in. We said we want people to maybe, you're a beak if you're maybe a bird that or you're, yeah, or a beak. One of those things that keeps dipping in the water, those perpetual motion, you know, things that go. Yeah. I don't like those. I, I think they're nonsense. Also, black magic, pet rocks. Uh, but with that, we wanted this podcast to be something where you can go and, and kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to download a nonsense eight hour podcast. Let's see what they got going Ooh, on boy. over there. And really, this is what you get. And yeah, we, we just scared off everybody. We just uh-huh. scared off everybody. Shit, boy. But oh. then you have this there. What tonight we are going to be talking about Deathstroke, which you will see in the, you know, the header or the headline yeah, of the this. But we also have. Uh, another thing, our Patreon account that we always like to mention at this point, it's patreon.com slash weird science. Now, I will tell you, we're going to be talking about three books this week on the Patreon, and they are Batman 46, I believe is the number. I don't have anything yes. written for this. So we have Batman 46. We uh-huh. have uh, Harley Quinn, Harley Loves Joker, number one. I almost yeah. said it again, almost said Ivy. But then also we have the DC Nation number zero. And so if you want to listen to those three books, 
Shit, boy, you did a good job, baby. Shit, boy, just go over there. Just go over there to the Patreon, and you can check a level, whatever you want to do. I will mention, as I always do, it's the beginning of the month. So if you go over, you can get involved. You don't get charged right away. You will not get charged until June. So if you do go there and don't like any of the shows that we have, which includes a weekly news show, I have another review show that ends up being a show that I review other books, not the big two. Uh, we have a lot of other shows. We have a ton of different shows, so you can go see how that is, see what level you like, and then if you don't, just bail at the end of the month, and that's yeah. fine. We'll be sad. I might cry, uh, but at least you've given it a shot. So yeah, go check that out. We would really appreciate it, but in the meantime, I'll also mention, I, w- I was thinking of, I was debating on whether or not to really mention and spell this out, but I'm going to, since I am the small wonder, Jimmy Wern. Uh, that pretty much for now on, uh, we're going to figure it out eventually. Maybe this will change. But if the Batman book continues to be what it is, Mr. Miracle, whatever, uh, it's going to be on Patreon only. So if you want to hear us yell and scream, uh, you can go over to Patreon and listen to that. If you don't, because I've talked to some people, uh, Corey being one of them, Eric, and he said yeah. that he pretty much goes to deaf ears, that we're, we're really broken records with our hate of Batman and Mr. Miracle slash Tom King. Uh, mm-hmm. So we figured, fuck it. You know what? We'll put it on the Patreon. It'll make the regular podcast a little more positive. Uh, and we can just talk to the people. Come out who, of that thing smelling like roses. Yeah, and we'll we'll just talk to the people who. I oh, know we're gonna talk about cyber this week. Shit. Yes, we do. Shit, boy. But yeah, we're gonna do that. So if you want to listen to us talk and, and yell, but again, and I not you said today because there is a big issue. I don't know if people realize there is a big issue of Batman coming up, the wedding issue. And oh. you said, well, we couldn't possibly have the wedding issue there. And I said, no, no, this will be what we're gonna do. Uh, but if you are uh, of like mind and want to hear us talk about it and explain why, I would like to think that when we do not like an issue, we do have fun with it on the podcast. But yeah. between the website, which is weirdsciencedccomics.com, and the podcast, I would think that at least we do explain why we don't like it. But yeah, I understand. Corey said that it's kind of like the same thing, and he just skips it. I said, I understand. He He took it as I was yelling at him. I kind of got a little heated, but uh, it, it wasn't really yelling. It was more of the too. idea of, you know what, you're, you're telling me something that I have thought all along, uh, so we're going to do that. So again, there will be the Patreon spotlight each week where the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew beep, boop, boop, boop. pick two books, but if that is a week with a Mr. Miracle or Batman, that will be included as well. So there will be, like this week, a three-issue uh, you know, Patreon spotlight may be separated into two separate spotlights. We have the two books that they did pick in the poll, which I said are Harvey. Now it's, Harvey. Just a, new Patri- it's oh, yeah. a new Patreon show, King's Corner. Yeah, it's King's Corner uh, there. So if you want to do that, and I, I think it's actually, to me, this is not us saying like, oh, we're going to get them or whatever. I think it's actually Absolutely something not. where it's more respectful to the people who do like them. I, I don't want you to have to sit and listen to us yell and scream, but I also don't want you to have to sit there and like, oh, here they go again. I'm going to fast forward past this. We tried to put it at the end of the podcast so that – and that was number one. That was the number one step of me realizing, yeah, we're kind of you know singing the same tune each time. And believe me, if you are sick of hearing us sing the same tune – uh, we're not exactly so thrilled to be saying it all the time no. either. We're getting a little frustrated with that book. Who doesn't want to love Batman? Yeah, and this comes down to uh, the deal of this is the next step before we just stop reviewing and talking about it until it gets better. And I know that is the easy way out. It's something I said we'd never do. Uh, it's getting to the point, though, I'm just so sick of reading it and talking about it that maybe when – and uh, we get it all the time. People will mail and say, listen, I dropped Batman. Tell me when it's better and I'll come back. No, no, no. I want somebody to tell us when we Seriously. can come back. But again, now I'm, I'm bashing it here. So why am I doing that? This is what we're trying to avoid, Eric. I just wanted to spell it out, though, that if you are somebody who does want to keep hearing us talk about that, that's going to be a little bit. And I may even call it King's Corner. I, I like that. I really Bad. do like that. So you have come up with one thing in four Chip years. Shit. Congratulations. Aww. Shit, boy. You did it. You did it! But yeah, we're here to talk about Deathstroke. 24 and I'm gonna karat get right gold. You are 24 karat gold. You know that? <laughs> 24 karat gold, my man. Maybe that'll be my title. I, I'm 24 karat gold. Jim Werner. First time hey, that. Hey, this rolls off the tongue. First and last time that'll ever be said. But yeah, here we are. 
Deathstroke number 31. And obviously, this is the book, and I'm going to do my blurb in a second, but this is the book that we were looking forward to. We love Deathstroke. We, oh, yeah. we thought originally, and I'll still stand by it, that I think maybe at one point this was going to be a miniseries. It's odd it that really it isn't. It really feels like it. And I said to you at work today or yesterday when we were talking a little about this book and kind of getting ready for the stuff, I said to you, like, I can't help but every time I think about it, I want to say, like, I want to say to you, like, man, I really love the Deathstroke series. It's a shame this mini isn't hitting, but it's not. This is part of the run. And when I thought about it, too, it's one of those where it must drive, again, This it all, all roads lead back to Tom King. But in Tom King's defense, he's probably sitting there and he's like, okay. I have my whole run of Batman. Boy, a lot of people, and even like, uh, actually, it's more detective comics, actually, is what I'm going to say. Uh, right. So you have this whole run. It's more Tynan. So I'm not bashing. I'm not going back to Tom King. Good. So Tynan has this run on detective. He's like, you know what? People loved it, all this. Let me see this aggregate score for everything. In the middle of it, or at least near the beginning, you had the Monster Men story that wasn't yep. his, that shoved in there. And people didn't like that. So it, it throws it down. This story is already in two issues of it. It's starting to get to me to the point where this isn't as good as the regular Deathstroke book. And it kind it's of, not. now it may turn around. I mean, you uh, have that. The way this issue feels right now, we had the regular Deathstroke run. There was supposed to be the mini, a six issue mini Deathstroke versus Batman, which in my mind, King was running at the exact same time he was doing his Justice League run. Oh, because priest, priest, this yeah, you re- said priest, King, yeah, I'm priest, sorry. Yeah. I'm, That's <laughs> yes, fine. Priest. I'm telling you, we have um, him on the mind, I guess. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, but no, this this because this really just feels like a continuation of what we're getting in the Justice League yeah, run, which I did not like at all because and it was weird. overwritten. And even with that. You know, you had Deathstroke at the end of his run. You know, you had in those last couple issues of Justice League. And with that, this really feels like more of that priest. And even and the that idea that, like, you know, we get in the issue two here. And not even that. We got in the issue one. It did not continue where we left off in the last no, issue of Deathstroke. It, before that, weird. it picks up new. And now we're actually spending time to explain stuff that's going yeah. on in Deathstroke. It's very weird. Anybody who's been reading Deathstroke would know. Yeah. Ding sound. Ding sound, Eric. And, and with that, you know, I'm going to do my blurb in a second, but with that, all it, cylinders tonight, with, <laughs> with that, it just ends up feeling off if you've yeah. been reading Deathstroke. And this is where I, I sit there and think because you have, you're going to have a couple different people, different type of readers reading this. Now, there's going to be Batman fans who read everything Batman who sit there and think, oh my God. Batman versus Deathstroke? Shit, boy. That sounds great. I'm going to get into that. I think that they are not going to be loving this. because Also, because Priest is – he's a different type of writer. He has a style to write. But in that that vein, if you've been reading Deathstroke, you may be taken a little aback too because he is doing things a little odd again. Almost like you said, like he was doing the Justice League book where we have a lot of people in the Get Fresh crew, beep, boom, that end up – and wait. Poop. Poop. Yeah. uh, That end up being big priest fans that eventually were just like, boy, he's not not hitting it well on the Justice League. Now, I am a – I'm a Christopher Priest. I'll just say his full name whether he likes it or not, Eric, but I'm a big fan. Take that, Priest. I'm a big fan. Epic burn. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, The thing is now that we had the Justice League. Deathstroke, and now this, I don't know if maybe we're getting a little too much of him at DC in a very similar type of books. Like, I, I would rather maybe he went off and did another book, that, but they're starting to really blend in, and the mixture and blend is making me less of a fan than I was before, and I hate to say that. And really, with this, anybody, who's been, read- anybody who's been reading Deathstroke will know as much as we do, and you're going to be counting on this. Reading this this story, I, I do think it's off. I think that the pacing is weird. I think there's a lot Dialogue's of odd weird. things thrown in. There's some weird explanations. Uh, with that, y- you're still sitting back as a Deathstroke fan saying, you know what? I, I kind of see he's glimpses. And I, I see glimpses of what he's working with. Yeah. I see the glimpses of the 
crazy things that he does wrap around and go. The problem is, as I'll say in my blurb, I think that that is going to probably leave behind a lot of people. And really, if you're doing this, the only reason you're doing this story in my mind and making it part of the Deathstroke run instead of it being a miniseries is you're desperate to get people to read this book. Yeah. It is a Deathstroke is a great book. That's the it's, only reason yeah. I think that this is not a mini on its yeah. own. And, and Deathstroke is a, it's a superb book. It's one of the best books of rebirth. I love the fact that you throw in a Batman in this to try to get people involved. I'm really afraid that people coming from the Batman side of the, you know, the fence are going to come over here and be like, I don't understand this. You know what? I gave him a pass on Justice League because I think those same people might have read Justice League as well. And you know what? I'm starting to see a trend here that I don't like. And it kind of upsets me because I love Priest. I'll call him Priest. And I love this Deathstroke book. This is the not-so-best-of-both-worlds that we're getting here, and I think it's kind of messing with him the way the story's being told. But I also think he's changed his ways of what type of story he wants to tell after that Justice League, and it's not hitting with me. We have a big section in this where he reverts to that over-explanation of something very comic booky, simple, that nobody even thinks of, where you go back to the Justice League where I told you I do not need to know that the ring you know, has to go and uh, you know counteract the professional light speed to do this and that. I don't need that. What I need to see is yeah. Green Lanterns flying around with their rings. I don't need to see that Flash has to work against the anti-gravity of this and the slick surface of that because he's got the particles of this and that. I want to see Flash run fast. That's all I need. I really don't need an over-explanation of stuff. And that's something where if he had a – say he started like a – almost like in my mind it would be like a Watchman type deal where he's going to go off and write a book that's going to skewer the normal – physics and reality of a comic book and put it in a real life world that's fine put that over on something you're reading dc comics you want to see flash run fast you want to see uh constructs from a ring i don't need explanation for them because this is things that we've seen all along uh but with that i'll give you my blurb we're going on a little too long eric you're supposed to hit the thing that lights up the light in my room here that right tells now me i'm that trying I'm to find christopher priest on twitter to ask him if this was originally he's, supposed I, to be a no, I don't he think is he's not on twitter he's not on twitter he he, he hasn't been on Twitter. Uh, Deathstroke number 31, written by Priest. Art by Carlo Pagulan, Roberto Fiacara, uh, Larry Hama. And this is the other thing. The, the issue itself looks great. I don't think you yeah. see much of a change. There's three artists on it. Uh, Jason Paz, Jeremy Cox, and, and Sweet Willie Schubert, who are the normal, you know, inker. Uh, colorist and letter, so you still have that. But it's weird. Carlo Pagulan is the usual artist that goes with Christopher Priest. You have Roberto Vaicara in there and Larry Hama doing breakdowns. It was just very odd Ricardo, to see that. Roberto Viacara. Oh, Roberto. Okay. Yeah, Roberto Viacara. Shit, boy. Destro versus Batman continues with some actual catching up recap from Priest, which is odd. Some actual yeah. detective work from Batman Bruce Wayne is odd in this continuity and some great artwork so why am i not enjoying it as much as i'd like to well i think it's because priest has become hyper involved in the crisscross applesauce twist and turns of the story instead of just telling a great story i know that's what the deathstroke book has been but it just didn't work in justice league and it's not working here as well i'm starting to think that priest's weak spot might be batman and needing to be the smart guy in the room that has to explain things to us, maybe not in that order. And really, when you start off, there's a weird deal that we have really hung our hat on, Eric. And I wear a hat all the time. So for me to hang a hat on something, that means a lot. Where I said, it's an odd thing when we started that first issue last month, where I said, you know what? I really thought that they were going to have Christopher Priest give a little background of what's going on and that would lead and i think he did somewhat of that in that first half of the story last week is why it kind of got bogged down but not much right this issue all of a sudden you are getting full-on deathstroke series recap and it only feels as if somebody went to christopher priest and and we don't have any inside information absolutely not but it feels like an editorial beatdown here that you have to start explaining what's going on because or like we said before all right uh before we even got started Chris, Priest, whatever you want to go by, this is a six-issue many. People who haven't been reading Deathstroke need to be in on what's going on with Slade Wilson, so you need to explain some stuff because it is shoved down your throat. And being, you know, issue 31 of an ongoing series where we know all this stuff, 
It feels really out of place. Even for Wintergreen, you know, you got to put on your icon suit, Slade. Why? Well, yeah. I have to explain the icon suit to you now, obviously. And then yeah, you're going on talking yeah. about the This is not like sword. Priest. This is not like him to do like, stuff Wintergreen like this. is explaining Slade's equipment to Slade yeah. in a free fall. And I'm like, what is going on? What, what yeah. are you doing here? Because it just feels very odd for the characters you've established over 30 goddamn issues. Yeah, and with that, the biggest thing that we have said when people say to us, hey, when's the best time to jump on this Deathstroke? When can I get on in issue one? You're, you're going to really have to go back to the Rebirth issue to go. Yeah. Uh, I think that finally maybe somebody said to him, like, you know what? You really – there's going to be people – alienating yes. some readers here. And with that, though, in his mind, the way I've been told – and say this, and, and I'm looking right now because we, we are friends with the editor, you know, friends yeah. in quotes. And I'm looking because I'm going to, I'm going to send him a, a message on Twitter and just see if they said to him what we're saying. Because the last thing I said was, and this is a while ago, boy, Deathstroke is such a great book, but Christopher Priest does not want to hold anybody's hands. Uh, what does he? And basically the editor said Alex. it would not be like him to do it. And also, that Christopher Priest's mantra completely is, trust the reader, they're smarter than you think, they'll figure it out. And I responded, that is awesome. I mean, that yeah. is awesome. If you're not going to give recap and things like that, he's doing it because he trusts the reader. This isn't like, fuck them, I don't care if they know whatever. He's going to trust the people. No, the problem yeah, is, it's, like it's you really said, cool thing here. I really think that maybe they said to him after that first issue uh, along the way, now this would have been written a bit ago, but yeah. said, listen, you can still trust the Deathstroke readers. These guys have been with you. The people who are reading Deathstroke and sticking with it, they do know what's going on. I'm glad you trust them. You're adding another bunch of fans in that may never have read the book. So you're going to get this thing. Now, if you aren't reading the Deathstroke book, I think that this is fine. Actually, yeah. it should have been in the first issue. So I'm not going to throw any shade at that It whatsoever. should have been issue number two of a goddamn six-issue miniseries yeah, is what yeah. it should have been. And this is a weird deal because having read it, it really feels like it's not even – priest writing it it feels yeah. like somebody else like somebody else took control Somebody's of the wheel style, Somebody's yeah. driving the car in a very different they'd be like you driving me home tomorrow we crashing we're crashing uh i need one of those ubers that drive themselves i'd rather doing that and those things have their problems those google cars i'd rather have that than the eric shea behind the wheel but yeah you uh -huh. have the deal and the other thing being is you just have a random deal where there's winter green and Deathstroke on a plane. You have a whole thing like, hey, you know, they're going. You, you have to show that Wintergreen's retired. But in the meantime, odd that they're together, uh, yeah. even from what we got at the end of the Defiance Squad in the regular book. So that's a little odd. But as you go, this plane gets shut down. Now it is an ex-Fed, FedEx plane. I'm, I'm going to ask Brandon if this caused problems at his work when this happens. But it's an odd just progression here, too. And, and really, you start off the deal with more of this Jericho talking about his dad to show that, you know, how a Batman or a Deathstroke are as fathers. That's kind of the overall behind-the-scenes whole deal about Because we get the whole thing with Damien. Robin as well, talking yeah. about Batman yeah. as and a father if, figure. If, who is the actual biological father of Damien? That's the thing in the back of this that we're going to go with. It throws me off, too, where that's really only mentioned in the in the last page. But yep. as you're gone, that's a Christopher Priest thing. I mean, a lot of these things are very Priest-like, but I just want to know how they're in a FedEx plane that they are dry. I mean, it, it looks like Wintergreen went up and set up the autopilot. I mean, what is he worked for FedEx? He said he is retired. It just threw me off a little. There's nobody else on that plane. No, it seems this, like it's just is, that. This is a covered plane on their way to it, uh, just, their next hit. I'm telling you though, but that and, doesn't and seem right is, for Deathstroke. It's, it's not a FedEx plane. It's an ex-Fed. See, oh, he yeah. was in a federal institution. He's I, an ex-Fed. No, I'm telling you, that's just there. For <laughs> I know deal. what it is. And with that though, again, this is what I'm leading to. That's why it feels weird to me that it's Deathstroke. There's no way that Deathstroke and uh, Wintergreen are there going to another thing in a cover plane that they, they don't even really, at the end of that Defiance Squad, didn't even seem like they were working together anymore. Yeah. The thing left, and, and Deathstroke went off to do his own deal. It's just odd, but it, it's there. And what happens is it gets Hell, shot Deathstroke down. Deathstroke was locked up in Arkham. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's some weird shit going on. Well, he gets shut down. And again, is this going to end with him waking up in Arkham insane? Uh, I'll kill somebody. But you have where the plane gets shot down by. It ends up being Talia and her her gang. And really, the other thing that Des- uh, uh, Christopher Priest is not going to do, he's not going to make it easy in the progression of the story. And this is something that he does in Deathstroke all the time, where you are going to jump back and forth. You have to be very... Uh, particular and watching what happens, uh, you may even you gotta watch those freaking you know chapter. I'm boxes telling you, those chapter boxes. Happening. When you're reading this, you kind of tend to kind of glance by them sometimes. Oh, I know. And then you end up going back to them to see if this says five days earlier. And he does that a lot. You get a lot of issues that'll start in one part, then go three weeks earlier, then the next two weeks later. Ba 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 ba. And that's what kind of throws me off in this because when I go back to see. Some of these times in here where I expected to see that this was happening in different times, it is not. And it kind of no, threw and me except off. Except for one thing, like when Bruce Wayne goes and has to act all Bruce Wayne about, you know, getting the information from this yeah. guy who stole his tech. You know, here we have that the Bowery an hour ago. An hour yeah. ago from when? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really from now. It's, yeah. it's weird. But yeah, you have this whole deal where you, you have Deathstroke, you know, he's going to crash with Wintergreen. Wintergreen grabs the one parachute. He parachutes off to wherever. And yeah. you have Deathstroke putting on his icon armor. You're getting that now if you're following the book that doesn't fully jive with what we've had. That icon armor suit was shut down at points. Yep. And so going from where we were in the regular series to this seems very odd. We've never really been told, you know, this actually says this story takes place to current events in the DC universe. I don't even know if you saw prior, that. Prior yeah, to current yeah, events. That, and what I, does I that didn't mean? See that. I don't know. I was actually, I was, I'm glad you brought it up because I had actually read that and thought about it for a while. I'm like, I don't know what that means. No. This story takes place prior to current events in DC yeah. Universe. I mean, is that and I'm just like, this week's is that current before events? Where, yeah. like, exactly. Is that before Deathstroke got locked up in Arkham? So, like, you know, we're before the yes. Defiance Squad? And that's but- the problem is Defiance Squad's mentioned here in the end by Adeline. But is it that she's mentioned it because this is when she was starting it? But the exactly. whole idea, to me... That's a little bullshit playing here where it's, this story takes place prior to current events in the DC universe. So when I say, you know, why does he have the icon armor? You can just throw it out. Oh, that Boom. takes place before it. It is an out to this yeah. story that seems to be a story that is written as a, it took place sometime. Don't worry about it. We're going to give yeah. you the, you know, we're not going to hamper Deathstroke to not have his icon armor, have all that and whatever. But you do go, he ends up using the icon armor. He survives, but his sword's gone, things like that. So he's pissed. But then we go to see Bruce Wayne. Bruce and is I'm there. Sorry, this whole take, though, we have to explain what the icon armor is, Slade's healing factor, and yeah. even what the, per- like, the Death Sword, so- like, uh, the Deathstroke sword yeah, is. Yeah, and that's definitely and how it's for... like the Prometheum and shit like that. You, you are setting up every aspect no. of Deathstroke in this issue, and it yep, that's feels the, off. That's the Batman fans getting a little caught up, which it needs to be done. I understand. I'm not going to say that that, but it makes it feel off, especially after not getting that before. So you, you have that really stressed here. And then we go forward where we do have a Bruce Wayne who is upset because, like we said last issue, you, you found out that he thinks that he has found evidence that Deathstroke is actually Damien's dad his biological yeah. father and so here he is looking after the little robin deal where he's like you know he thinks that a hug is emotional whole and you know you get this thing about again i, I, I still don't get this background I'm telling you we have a current day jericho talking about this but we have a dick grayson robin from years ago and yeah. I, I i just don't understand the back and forth yeah, of it's odd but maybe these are just things that were mentioned at some point that, that'll tie around or it might just whatever it is who is the documentary filmmaker here I don't know. I don't. It, it's the film freak, Eric. And there he has this whole deal where you're just basically you're having a contest. Uh, who's the worst father? And, yeah. you know, the wraparound is, you know, who is the worst? And then we're finding out who is Damien's real biological father. Now, in the end, the way that this is being played by DC, the way that not much hype is being seen from this, really, you can't tell me that they'll ever have it be. If if the worst thing they'll have is a gray area, and then it'll be like, well, you know what, Batman has been raising him, so that's the deal. To me, and then we have a Damien book called My Two Dads. Yeah, there you go. It'd be awesome. Uh, be but amazing. yeah. 
you have. Did you Bruce. kill anybody today, son? Yeah. I hope you didn't kill anybody today, son. Yeah, and it would just be back and forth. Like, uh, Bruce is the, the technical guy, uh, that is like the guy who's really straight laced. Slade's the guy with the mullet. There's you go. My two dads. Uh, but yeah, you have this whole deal where, uh, Bruce is looking through things. He's trying to figure out. And he's also looking at, okay, there is Slade, awful father. He's got these kids. You know, he's got Rose there. She's even off on the side because it's, you know, not even from the same mother. And then somehow he just looks over to look at his great parents with him. And almost to me, yeah. And the weird thing is, as you see, it's like Grant's deceased. So you already have that. But to me, it's almost like, look at this piece of shit father. And my parents had to die. You know, look at him. And you do All have, while like, remembering what Slade said to him last issue, yeah, you know, yeah. Robin breathes because I allow yeah. it and shit and like you that. It's like, you know, because I allow because it. I allow it. And so again, it's just, this is, yeah. It just pretty much leads to Bruce losing his temper and breaking his goddamn losing computer. It, losing his temper as well as him thinking like, okay, you know what? I know, and, uh, you know, anybody, I'll tell anybody, and I'll look off in the distance and think of those pearls at a drop of the hat. Uh, I know the reason why I fight. I allow it because my parents got killed, and how dare you take that away? I mean, I think when he thinks that, with that, what we're seeing, Christopher Priest is saying that basically Deathstroke has just said, you know, you're, you're fighting crime because I let it go and I allow it. And he's like, you know, fuck you. I do it because of the shit that happened to me. And I was an upset. You even have, and then you see Damien and the other kids too. But he's like, this is nonsense. But also I think he's like, yeah, you know what? You got there Jericho and you got the Rose and I got Damien. Yeah, we're, we're pretty shitty fathers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he smashes his computer. And then Gordon, and this is the other thing that gets me, is Gordon comes in this, and I, it's off to me. Because number one, Gordon just walks in. Yeah. I mean, there is not even a Mr. Wayne, uh, Jim Gordon here, Commissioner Gordon here. That he just walks in. And the way they talk, and the way we, in the continuity with this, they don't have the, like, this isn't their relationship to me. It feels really off that Gordon is just walking into pretty much the most powerful guy in Gotham's office as the most powerful. This is not a Batman. This is Bruce Wayne. He just walks in. Hey, having problems with that computer there? I, I want him to be like, well, where's your warrant? You you can't be here. Get the fuck out of here. But they, they talk. But it's not like buddy-buddy talk either. It is a talk that Gordon's like here to say, like, shit's going to go wrong. You better look into that. I'm giving you a little heads up before the fucking, you know, you get three letters and I'm going to go off. It just felt weird. And the whole thing was that there was a prototype phone that had some chip in it. This whole nonsense of this Wayne tech that is uh, was being sold to this company, Tangerine, that they have this and that. Well, the prototype phone got stolen. Now, number one. You have to think that Bruce Wayne Batman has let this happen because even his reaction, though, maybe he is being coy. Maybe he's trying to play the role of a Bruce Wayne, but a Bruce Wayne guy would I, not I, I don't understand, understand this. the Bruce Wayne or Batman. Well, this really awful and, what we've and, had and so far. And this is the problem. Well, Gordon's telling him Gordon to me seems to know more about this tech than he should as just a police officer who's coming to tell him in my mind, he should be there like. Something with this prototype they said, like, should we be worried about this? Should we look into this, this theft? It's not even there to say, like, listen, you got to come down to one of your things. But Bruce Wayne there, he's like, hey, your phone got stolen. And, and Bruce just says basically, well, you know, that's fine because I changed the tech in that. No, no, no. This is the prototype. It almost seems like Gordon knows more about what's going on than, yeah. than Bruce. So that's why I think this is a setup, even though it leads to – Later, where it seems like it's not, but with Christopher Priest, again, crisscross applesauce, and it ends up being like, you know, this tech that you have is now on the streets. It's going to go to a pawn shop near you or also Korea, Russia. Or Russia, you know, yeah. It's really going to have some problems. You know, you're going to have the, the pawn NSA. shop is the best case scenario. Oh, yeah, we got yeah going that on here. is the best case scenario, but it's like basically – the FBI, NSA, and CIA, I don't know who, but they're going to become knocking and they're going to have three letters. I'm like, three letters. You know, I get it. It's the FBI, the NSA, yeah. CIA, but it just comes off as odd. And it's really over the top dialogue that really, to me, doesn't fit the, the characters, though it would have fit maybe an FBI agent that went to talk to Deathstroke. And this is why I'm, I'm just, I'm a little thrown that it seems like 
these Gotham characters or what's throwing Priest off? Because this Bruce Wayne seems odd. Uh, Batman's ex over explanation of things later seems odd. Even the way that he goes about going to get this tech seems very over the top because he's a Bruce Wayne who needs to think that he has to go and get this guy who stole the phone. But it's too much when, in fact, the FBI shows up and says, hey, what was going on? Well, Bruce Wayne came and had two guys point guns at my I mean, yeah, it's e- getting- Even the whole idea that Bruce Wayne has – like Bruce himself, he, I know he's putting on a persona yes, because he has persona, to like at times. Yeah. But just having two men hold guns to this fucking guy who stole the phone's goddamn yes. head feels weird. That's, and yeah. I'm like he, – he goes on later on to say how like, you know – Gordon came to Bruce Wayne about this, not Batman, so Bruce Wayne has to take yes. care of it to, like, to keep suspicions down. I'm like, yeah, but Bruce Wayne, you were tight with Batman where you funded Batman Incorporated. Yeah, you were. There could but be a little also, bit more something going on here. If I'm – I'm not – you know, say I'm running a business, but we're not going to go like a Wayne Tech. But hey, even if we did, I, I have Wayne Tech. My prototype thing is stolen. Jim Gordon has already said, you know, something with three letters is going to come and talk to you. In the meantime, there is still a theft – that Gordon seems to be possibly maybe – he doesn't say the case has been taken from him because if it has, he'd know which three letters would come. What gets me is there's a Bruce Wayne who's playing the game would be going downtown to just explain what this tech was, what it might be. I mean they would have him there giving statements. They would have him. And if he's going to go and do something, he would call the FBI. He would call the CIA, the NSA, whoever it is. He would call and say, listen – I, I hear this is happening. This is awful. Shit's going to get out. But how can I help? What can we do? I need you. Like, this isn't a, this is a Bruce Wayne. You're not going to have a fucking, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, name a big guy who owns a company. Freaking, uh, what's his name? Lex Luthor. I'm saying in real life. I'm not, I Lex Luthor's different. I'm, I'm saying who? Zuckerberg. Like, yeah, Zuckerberg. You know, something happens. He's not going to go with armed guards. And hold them up. You have. I'm, I'm saying Lex Luthor because this Bruce Wayne that he's putting off here seems more like a Lex Luthor thing. Yeah, but to the do. problem is Lex Luthor is in comics. He would do something different. But this is the problem: is Priest likes to write these these guys as if this is real life. He likes to. He really wants to explain that this stuff is real life. Bill Gates is the best example because that's right. what he kind of is. So somebody steals a prototype phone from Microsoft. They go to Bill Gates and say, "You know what? This is going to cause problems. This shit can go." to whatever first off he calls a lawyer uh, number one or his bank of lawyers there's never a point where bill gates is getting armed guards to go and hold up somebody after he does investigations to find out who it is it's just so off to me and it's not even the the clever like oh there's bruce playing the game it just is bruce wayne being batman well even this whole thing because it is bruce wayne being batman because suds like how did you track me down yeah you left, and he goes in this long explanation about how you know he and followed it's good like you know footprints. It's, 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 it's over the top. It's too much. And the thing is, it's part one of a part a two part joke in this where this over explanation about how he found out, and it's like, oh, I gave the guy like you know twenty bucks who ratted him out at the bar or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Even later on with Adeline, you know, um, he goes through this long thing of how he was able to get into this FBI federal build uh, this federal building and how he tracked her down yeah. and stuff like that because Adeline is the one who stole the, and the again, government stole and it's the Adeline and then it's probably like, going to get him out of this anyway with the but, roundabout like this whole, deal this, too. This whole joke though is he goes through this over explanation just to say, yeah, I caught your car like the thirty fourth Street camera or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And after the, it's like. Why are we just continuing this over-explanation of your detective work when it's a simple thing? He goes there, over-explain. Now, the over-explanation, he did find this guy the way he's saying. It seems like he did. Then once that happened, he knew where he was, looked at the camera, saw that it was Adeline, but at least knew where he lived. I, I don't know that the camera would have really told him. Even so, the whole deal is then... Uh, you know, the guy's like, I got paid this amount. And he's like, okay, I'm going to give you 20000 but sign this. What's this, a confession? No, a W-9 form so that when they come, it's, you know, the taxes deal and I'll get my money back. Number one, that just goes right over my head, number one. Yeah. Number two, now you're admitting to the feds that you paid a guy off. I mean, this is very, very odd unless, again – we say all this, and by the end, there's probably going to be a twist that we're going to be like it's Adeline that was involved here. She had that. He is very good at tying stuff like this up. The problem is we know this because we've been loving Deathstroke. A lot of the people reading this are not going to be those readers. They're going to jump on for Batman, and I think they're going to be lost. They're going to be looking at this. And I don't like his Batman that he writes here. Yeah, and I think that they're going to maybe not even continue the story because they're number one lost, but also think like this is nonsense. This doesn't make sense. 
I don't know. We'll see. But then we go back to, to Deathstroke, and basically at one point he he lands, he looks, and it looks like Batman is waiting for him, which we already see that there's nothing like weeks ago, weeks ahead, whatever. Yeah. So this guy can't really be Batman, which Slade figures out right away, says, you're not Batman. The guy says, oh, Batman paid me a lot of money to be him doesn't seem like something that batman would do number no. one and he would be better at that he has some guys that can go there you don't have to hire a guy when you could have a dick grayson if it is important to have it so either this is I a batman don't think he'd, setup. He'd send any of those people to go up against slade no i'm, I'm telling you now that the problem is and the way it works around here is he does say deathstroke has to remind people again uh, batman knows you know he's only let you do this because he knows i will never kill you Unless I'm paid to. So there's no – in Batman's mind, which does come to play out, there is no harm of being killed here. But he does leave him naked in the desert, so I don't know how he gets yeah, out. Got and we'll see what's going on. But he is going to find the sword. And the Wintergreen AI is on now. You also were talking to Wintergreen at one point as well. But the whole deal is – why do you need this rusty sword? You don't need the sword. This is nonsense. The person who has the sword obviously has set all this up to trap you into going for the sword. And that's where he's like, yeah, I know that. I'm well aware of that. That's why I'm going. And so you have Deathstroke going to find the sword. In the meantime, you have Batman who did go and shake down that guy with armed guards, so. guns to the head. And he said that. Hey, it was somebody Russian. Okay, I'll go find that dude. It wasn't a dude. It ends up being Adeline. And you go through, like you said, a whole bunch of explanation about how you did and this even and that, I did I, that. I, I'm telling you, the whole thing is and it, it just joke. seems like it's it's a ruse too because what Batman has set up here are like Bruce Wayne. You know, He went to Suds because you know he laid a 50 on the bar's counter and the guy's fucking ratted Suds out. Yeah. That's why he's here. When he leaves immediately after the guy's like, oh, it was a Russian woman. I think she was Russian. You know, he even says to Alfred, who's for some reason driving a taxi, yeah, the, federal a building, the federal building, Alfred, which is yeah. where Adeline is. He's like, we need to find a Russian woman. But he yeah. already knows this because and, and, he already checked the camera. And I was going to laugh, too, uh, mainly because I just said Bruce is, you know, there's Alfred, cab driver. It's a disguise. But. Uh, Bruce Wayne to me isn't a cab driving guy. No, he would have a limo. He, he would have just Alfred have drive him. Alfred's his driver. You don't have to play around. You don't have to pussyfoot around Alfred. That's his guy. That's his butler. So you have weird deals. You also have the idea that Batman is in the U.S. federal building, which had yes. to have an eye scan from Adeline for her to get in. And she gets him. Batman's already there. And again, yes. is this the eh, – it's Batman. But yeah, that's yeah. not the priest way. So we'll see what's going on. But with this, you have the thing that you like where you do continue with Wintergreen and Alfred sitting, talking to each other, basically behind the scenes saying like, oh, man, maybe these guys are crazier than we thought. We could have been killed, whatever. And says your man shot down my bloody plane. That's what, you know, Wintergreen says. So we have to think that it would have been Batman. But in the end, it isn't. So we have to see how that goes. But, yeah, go on. But no, I'm sorry. The whole thing right now, the whole main story in my mind is, you know, who is Damien's father? Let's yeah. get to the like the bottom of this mystery. That is interesting to me. We're not getting enough of that here. Obviously, it only shows That's up in what's the last weird. page. But the background story that I most care about is seeing Wintergreen and Alfred, who are friends, who are pretty much the the caretakers of these two over the top characters, and how they're the, like the real ones behind the scenes that are getting the job done. Because he even says like, we're gonna have to save our, you know, like you know. Our, uh, our wards here or whatever, like, I'm trying to think, you know, yeah. we're going to have to save these men from themselves. The yeah. timetable adjusts, the mission continues. They're on their own private mission behind the scenes. And I'm like, you know what? I, I care a lot about that story yeah. because what I'm getting out of Bruce Wayne Batman right now is over oh, explanation that lead too, to jokes and it just feels odd. To me, if you're going to go with the whole deal, you're also going to be getting the idea that this whole thing with the uh, DNA test or whatever is they're doing as well. I mean, it, and why would Alfred fuck around with Batman like this? It's too yeah, much. So we'll see how that is. But also at this point, there is like the idea where Wintergreen is saying like, you shot down the plane. Your guy shot down our plane. I could have been killed. And that's when Alfred, you know, starts saying weird things because he does say nonsense. The master had contingencies, which yeah, is yet another another typo nonsense. But this is when Wintergreen interrupts him then and says he shot down the bloody plane. This is too much. And now Alfred at never at the any boys point, are crazier yeah, than we thought. Alfred at any time does not dispute this. He doesn't say, listen. 
It wasn't us. I don't know what you're talking about. No, He's no. really playing it up as if it was them, though it seems like it wasn't. It seems like it was Talia. We don't know. This is the thing well, with, with this with guy that playing that guy thing. playing this guy. But the thing is, with you having Alfred and Wintergreen behind the scenes playing this whole deal, it's too much for me now. You're, you're doing the Talia might be teaming up with uh, Batman, who's teaming up with Adeline, who might be on the sly with, with uh, Deathstroke still. But and, in yeah, the, and Talia seems like she might be on the sly with Deathstroke by the end. Yeah, and with that, though... To think that what we were getting and what you think what's going on and you like it with Alfred and Wintergreen playing, the, it, it's too much for me. Now you're not connecting dots. There's too many dots to connect all of a sudden, and we're going to have to see how it works out. Obviously, we have a lot of issues left because at the end here, you have Deathstroke end up going and like, okay, give me my sword, lady. You know, what the hell's going on? Starts fighting this lady who, you know, is just covered in, you know, her outfit and ends up knocking down deathstroke and it's it's talia it's talia and then talia just says so Listen through, to me. through the chain of events i can say that now catwoman can kick slade's ass because yeah. talia can knock down freaking slade and yeah. almost kill him so there you go catwoman can kick talia's ass so in this whole theory here catwoman can kick deathstroke's ass. yes that's how you go that's how everybody seems to go is like if your team loses to a team in the playoffs yep. and then that team you lost to won the the super bowl you could have won the super bowl yeah. and it's all nonsense but yeah <laughs> and at the end tell you it's like oh listen to you you man of rage i have so much to tell you about our son let's smooch your face and start smooching there in the desert and yeah, I'm just like, really? I, I just, there's too Who much you going on right now. City, now again, this is where we're talking about, say, a Mr. Miracle. The same deal. I have the same thoughts of the, this is one of those issues that I do think, because I've had experience where he will tie some things in. We're yeah. going to see some things down the line. Oh shit. Oh shit, boy. That, that makes sense. But until then, I can't rate this issue a 10 out of 10. I can't. Oh, absolutely it, not. It, there's a lot well, what we that get I here, didn't like. It's very confusing because, you know, we have this crisscross where just Batman, like a man dressed as Batman in the desert waiting for Slade just feels odd to begin with. The, the dialogue of Batman feels odd. So anything really doing with Batman in this feels odd. And on top of that, just to des like describing who and what Deathstroke is and what like, equipment he has – yeah, it just throws you off right away in my mind. Yeah, and and, and with all that, I love actually, I actually, I love Deathstroke the book. I I Did really do still love Priest, but it's like maybe one of these times, like maybe the time where you get Batman in here, you can just tell a little more straightforward story. Yes, you're a great writer, so I think a straightforward story is going to be great anyway. A more of a straightforward story that we can have some fun with instead of like it's the crisscross applesauce that we always get in Deathstroke. And yes, it does tie in and go, but at some point you do need to take a little bit of a break from that. And I think that maybe this would have been where you could, but instead he's going full out. I mean, he's going balls to the wall with this stuff where he's really playing with the idea of this person must be crisscrossing that guy and that guy and this guy and that girl and that. And it's almost like you get done the issue and you're tired. Quadruple agents. Yeah, and you're tired about it. Like, I, my head's fucking spinning. But also it's the idea of like, you know what? I, I just kind of want to know what's going on. And hopefully next issue we start seeing things and also pinpoint what the story is about. Pretty, you know, let us have a focus going. This This issue to me is so all over the place it's such a scattered issue well we have wintergreen we have uh wintergreen and alfred doing the thing behind the scenes we have yeah. the whole paternity like test for damien and now we have the stolen wayne chip for this prototype yeah, yeah. phone that what the like that the government stole like, adeline and exactly. then and then even in the meantime you still have a bruce wayne sitting there and pissed and off that, you, that, that you have slades telling me that i have always been batman because he let me then you have on the opposite side slade like that batman thinks he's gonna shut me down I mean, there's so many things going that it ends up where you're just at the end of it. You, you feel a little punch drunk about you're what's going on. You're diluting your story for what's now, going again, on. again, if it ties in later, just like it's Mr. Cool. Miracle, I admit that the whole thing with Mr. Miracle as well, that when you tie it together, then if you tie it, if you do it right, it makes every other issue better. And this may end up being our favorite issue. This is something that's happened with this series, or you know, of Deathstroke, where an issue that we thought was the worst, that we're like, oh my god, he had so many nonsense. Yeah. Bruce Wayne was acting, or Deathstroke was acting crazy there, and Rose said something odd. And then 17 issues later, he plays the long game. 
they say three words and we're like, holy shit, remember when that was happening? Ooh, that boy. was, shit boy, that wasn't even <laughs> Slade at that one point. That was Wintergreen dressed up as him and it was on Halloween. Holy God. But yeah, he, no, he is. I, I can't he can see do this that. coming back and being my favorite issue just because of Batman's dialogue and the way he's portrayed yeah, here. Yeah, I know, but we find out that he did that because he was being filmed by the NSA to be this. I don't know. I'm telling you, he, he does do this stuff, but it, it, yeah. it's tough. But because of that, I gave it a 6.5. I mean, you listening, you may think like, oh, God, Jim's going to give this a 3. No, no, it's still no, a 6.5. And it's I'm still, still really in. interested in oh, the yeah, story. I'm still in. It's just one of those where where I have to just say that a lot of times we do go into the deal. And this is where I think that people misconstrue what we're doing. The, mainly what happens is when I don't when I get a little negative about something like this, it's mainly because I love the writer and it's not as good as I think that he usually is. That's usually when I'm the most upset where Christopher Priest is one of my favorite writers in, in all of DC now. So when I read an issue, I'm counting on this being one of my favorite issues of the week. I'm counting on when I get Deathstroke versus Batman here. Oh, Deathstroke number thirty one. Ship boy, I'm gonna read this and, and I I saved it. And when I'm doing my reviews, and you know what that means, you're keeping the best for the end because you want to end on a positive wanna, note. Exactly. And then you want to be able to go it. to bed and not fucking yeah, be thinking about yeah, terrible books yeah, all night. So I read it, and I'm like, oh, man, like, what's going on? Like, I really thought after the second – it's not even the second half of last issue. It was like the last quarter that me yeah. and you loved, and you actually convinced me to even like the issue more than when I first reviewed it on the podcast because we had so much fun with the ending of that last issue, you start this issue off and it doesn't even jive that well with the last issue. And it's almost like it's a second number one issue of this deal. This could easily have been the number one issue. You know, all you have to do is at the beginning, instead of having Jericho say that, say a little thing about how Bruce is like, somehow I found that Damien DNA thing. And then you're good. You're good to go. You can go from it uh, because it's just there. It's just wire. But I give a six five. What would you give it? I'd give this issue a 6 out of 10. I really love the art. I'm still on board for what we're going to get for the rest of the six-issue mini. It's just, like I said before, the dialogue of Batman felt really odd, and the story was just bouncing all over the place with no real yeah. clear motive of what they're actually trying to pull off here. I agree. Now, I'm going to tell everybody here, including Eric Shea, what we're going to be talking about on the main podcast this week, and it's right. not as uh, big a podcast as last week. Last week, I think, Best at week the ever. end, with me and you – Doing our books and everybody else who contributed, I think I counted. We had seventy-three issues of comics on oh, that God. on that uh, on that deal. We don't have as many this week, and I I do think it's going to be a shorter podcast because we have Action Comics Special Number One, we have Cyborg Number Twenty-Two, uh, we have Green Arrow Number Forty, Green Lanterns Number Forty-Six, Nightwing Number Forty-Four, and Eric. That's all we're talking about. That's all Five it is. Books. Now, in the meantime, Batman number 46 will be on Patreon if you want to go there. And also the full-out uh, Patreon spotlight was Harley Loves Joker number one and DC Nation number zero. So if you want to hear those as well, go over and sign up to the Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdscience. And then you'll get three more books and a lot of other shows. So yeah. check that out. But yeah, me and you – may actually have some free time this weekend. And that is something crazy to even think. And I'm now jinxing us there. I've jinxed I us somehow. You do it every goddamn time. DC's going to announce that they're going to have a, a a freaking a blind release tomorrow of 17 books. And somehow no, we'll something crazy is going to happen between you or me or something like that. We're not going to be able to record tomorrow night and everything's still going to get nah. pushed to the last second. Yeah, because that's the thing with our deal. We should be done recording tomorrow night on a Friday, yep. which has never happened in the past two and a half years. And again, I'll even throw a little, uh, you know, accolades out there because I love to, to stroke us. Uh, wow. we have not taken a week off Weird. in 173 weeks, I think it is. Yes. So, yeah, that's, that's crazy. 173 weeks. We have always done the podcast and that will continue, but it'd be nice to have some hours off this week. Gotta be nice. Uh, it would be. So we're going to try to do that, but yeah, that's, that's it's going to be hot this week and this oh, room's already hot. I am hot. sweating so bad so right now. I got to shave. I got a little bit of a scruffy beard going. It's not working well with this heat in this room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is it. Thank you for listening to the spotlight. If you want to go over to the Patreon uh, and also check out our main podcast. Eric, what do we say at the end of the spotlight? Turn that spotlight off. Oh, Eric.